guys welcome come on in grab a seat make yourself at home as you should when you're a guest in bradley's house i am your co-host jared or she is the human equivalent of they don't make them like they used to our host ms kelly noel kelly how you doing tonight i'm doing great how are you doing jared i'm better than i deserve i'll tell you that Uh, much i believe that (laughs) as you should uh i'm uh, i'm happy to be here getting another uh another fun episode out for our listeners um and uh you know we have a uh we have a lot of fun here on bradley's house uh, and we've had some uh, amazing guests come through kelly and um I'll, i'll tell you there are a uh there are a lot of great musicians out there that have paid amazing tributes to your brother and to Skunk Records and, um, you know, some amazing sublime tribute bands out there. Uh, but the gentleman that we have with us today is from one of my favorite. Kelly, who's hanging out with us in Bradley's house today? Today we have someone who's not just a musician. He's also an entrepreneur, an artist, a businessman, a father. He's a Knoll Family Foundation board member, and he's someone I am tremendously grateful for, my dear friend Casey Sullivan. Welcome, Casey. Hey, Kelly and Jared. How are you guys doing? Great. So happy to have you here. Thank you for that intro. That was way more than I deserve, as Jared said. (laughs) And um, You guys are both so modest today. What's that all about? But thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. I know it was a little tough. You've, you're, you've had some family stuff. Your son was not feeling well and I'm happy to hear that he's doing better now. So that's good. Yeah. He's all better. And, um, Griff is how old now? He's four. Oh my gosh. That seems impossible. He's four going on 40. Yeah. (laughs) Aren't kids the worst? They they suck. (laughs) There we go. Finally, somebody on the show that agrees with me. Everybody comes on and lies, and they're like, "No, it's 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 amazing. Being a parent is wonderful, and it is. I love my children. I tell people all the time, my kids are both the best and worst thing that have ever happened to me in my entire life. That's exactly what it is. All my friends are like, "Oh, we're thinking about having kids." I'm like, "Just don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it." Yeah, don't, no, yeah. But, if you have nephews or nieces, you can borrow, or like if the neighbors have a cute kid, you can check out every once in a while. Like, oh, look, he's playing. That's awesome. And then you can actually, when you don't have kids, you can do this thing called whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> um, that's good. That's good. Yeah, right. and and I've and I've lost that. Are, so. You guys are super anti-family. I have no. the most amazing children on the planet. Oh, you know I'm what? No, super I got to got to take it back. I have two children. Uh, Jameson and Griffin, and they both changed my life too in two completely different ways, and I'm so grateful for them. So I've got it. I need a little disclaimer there. They're not horrible. Jameson. Have kids. A, yeah. <laughs> Jameson's a cutie pie. How old is he now? He's 12. Wow. I, I got one of those. Yeah. Oh, you got one Jared's, of those? Jared's got one. I of got a 12 year old. There you go. A 12 year old. You know how it is. An eight year old. Mm-hmm. A three year old. <laughs> Now oh, yeah. you understand yeah. why he's so grumpy. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got one in the middle in, in the middle of that too. So yeah, got them all. 
<laughs> Got them all. Well, I, one thing that I've always been impressed with about you, Casey, is how important family is to you. And uh, we were talking before the show started with our producer, and I was saying that, you know, anytime you do anything, there's always several hundred people that will show up. And it's because you're such a great guy and because you have always, like, just created this family atmosphere so that everybody around you, everybody that comes to your shows feels like family. Your parents are there and they're so fabulous and always so welcoming of everybody. And it's just such a great atmosphere. And I, I've noticed that right from the very first time I ever met you at a Seedless show. And I think that that's one of the keys, you know, people love feeling like they're important, like they matter. And you've always had such a great way of doing that, of making everybody that comes to your shows feel like they're special. And I think that's really wonderful. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. I, I, I really, I, I got it. I got it from my dad. I got to give a shout out to Tim Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since I was a kid, he, he's been hanging out in Newport and like Volcom parties, black flies parties. And he used to be a meat cutter and he would always basically offer really cool people like free meat, like free steaks and free mm -hmm. whatever. And he would have parties and you know, it was always just kind of like a family loving vibe. And, um, I definitely picked that up from my dad and it kind of transferred into my musician career too. So, um, yeah, That's I appreciate awesome. you pointing that out. Very cool. And you have two brothers, two brothers, correct. Um, Which is wonderful. And you're the youngest. I'm the youngest. Mm -hmm. I'm the, the baby. baby. My mom, my mom's calling me the baby still. <laughs> she always will. Just so you know. And I'm sure they love that. Your other, <laughs> your other siblings. Yeah. He's the baby. Yeah. Just a little baby, just a little loser baby. Don't worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> now, we discovered when we met that we had a, a connection that we weren't aware of, that we went to the same junior high and high school for a little bit. So Brad and I went to the same junior high that you went to, although somewhat earlier than you did. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you and I went to the same high school for a short period of time as well. That's right. That, that was an insane connection once we found that out. And you also grew up on the street below my wife. That's right. Oh gosh, I totally forgot about that one too. Yeah, yeah. so weird. So, so most people, of course, associate Brad with Long Beach, but we did not always live in Long Beach. And so there was a significant period of time where we were living in Orange County. And that was how we happened to go to some of the same schools. And that was, and my mom still lives in that house that's right below where your wife grew up. So she's still in that house. I didn't know that. Wow. She is. Isn't that wild? Yeah. She's been there is. for, well, since 77. I was going to do the quick math in my head, wow. but I got nothing. What's that? 40 <laughs> something years? 46 yeah, years? 40, something like that? 40, yeah, 45, 46 years. Yeah. So obviously they bought that house way before I was born. <laughs> I was definitely born by then. Um, but yeah, I think that's really cool to have those connections. And now I first met you because of your band Seedless. I was a big fan and met you at one of the shows. Um, when did you start Seedless? Um, that was 2007 or 2008, somewhere in there, a little hazy, but, um, we, yeah, we started that 08 and started just like backyard parties. We did a lot of sublime covers. Like at, my brother gave me a sublime tape when I was um, in sixth grade at Hughes actually. Mm. And, um, when he gave me that tape, I played it just the first time I played it, the first song. It was like, it, it just blew me away, which I'm sure a thousand, a million people, you know, have that same feeling because of the, the way it, the way Brad wrote the songs and sang them. And, you know, but that tape, I just, I just played it over and over. I like, I broke the tape eventually. And I had this weird feeling, um, my first time playing the tape, I was like, cause my brother told me that, you know, the singer had passed away. 
And I had this weird feeling when, when the first time I played it, and I still remember it, I was like, I'm going to play this music one day for the fans. I, I don't even like, I don't wow. know. I never thought about that again. And, you know, it was just like a thought that I had. I was like, this is weird that I have, the, you know, that feeling. And then, um, and then it end up, ended up happening. It was really that like is a, rad. Yeah. It was really weird and cool at the same time. Yeah. So, Which brother um, gave you the, the tape? I mean, let's, my, let's my give brother credit. Corey, my brother Corey. Corey. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He was actually, he was actually in the same, my brother used to surf down in Newport, um, kind of the same time that Sublime was playing like house parties and whatnot oh. um, in Newport beach. So there was a, there was a magazine called beach happy and my brother was on like one side of the page at some party. Um, and then the other side of the page was like Brad and like a hot tub with like girls or something like that. <laughs> and it was like the same spread on the same, on the same page. Um, so they were kind of in the same scene at that time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. really cool. When did you start playing music? Um, Shortly after I got that tape, to be honest, um, I had a, I had a, an acoustic guitar and then I started like, you know, playing a couple of sublime songs. And then I was playing like offspring and green day and you know, those type of, mm -hmm. that, those type of tunes. Um, I, I played in like the worship band at, at church for a bit, um, late middle school. So and, who taught you? Um, I was pretty much self-taught. Um, wow. My dad taught me a couple chords, but I really, once I learned, um, from Shay's dad, um, the drummer mm -hmm. for Seedless mm -hmm. and, um, he taught me, he taught me like the blues and taught me how to play, like actually play the guitar. Cause I was just kind of like strummed around like Jack Johnson and sublime, like just like real easy chords. And he taught me how to, how to solo and how to play the blues. And then that kind of like, that was like my guitar 2.0 version of, of me, of me playing. So. That was really, that was like, um, right around the beginning of Seedless. So, you know, nice. Seedless started at 07, 08, and I started really playing guitar around there. Like, I wasn't really a, the best guitar player at all, um, until about, I don't know, 2010, I really started playing the guitar and taking it seriously. Nice. And you've been in quite a few bands besides Seedless, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in a, been in a couple. Um, I mean, my first band was like a Pink Floyd cover band before that. I was playing bass. And, you know, Katie, the, my wife and the bass player for burritos, she sings and plays guitar and she's incredible. She, it's like, um, she is blue, gra blue grass, uh, country and, and all that. So I've played bass with her in a couple bands. Um, and yeah, I mean, basically, uh, seedless in like a couple small side projects and burritos and then. Now we have an, we have another side project called Tropic, which is like a psychedelic rock, just kind of like jam that we like to have fun and, and play music at the house. That's awesome. And so you mentioned obviously the sublime influence. Has that been a big influence on your whole musical career or just the beginning? Um, definitely the whole, the whole career. Um, we went into record with, with Lou, Lewis Richards at 17th street in mm -hmm. 2009. And, um, it, yeah. So, I mean, sublime was very big influence on our early stuff. Um, we went a little bit more into like reggae rock and like the newer sounds of reggae as we progressed as a band. Um, but we definitely started with that like gritty kind of garage, like sublime sound. Um, and then we were kind of like <clears throat> being influenced by revolution and iration and things like that at that time too. So we kind of like fused it all, but, um, 
yeah, I, I always go back to just Brad's simplicity in writing when, you know, if I'm having a writer's block or whatnot, you know, your brother was just, we all know how amazing he was, but he, I mean, he really was amazing. Like, I seriously listen, I just still listen to music every day and I'm still blown away at, at like almost every song. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. Now there's definitely a, you know, a, a party lifestyle in the music business. What have you done to kind of avoid the pitfalls of that or how, you know, how have you not gotten, gotten wrapped up in some of the negative aspects of that? Well, um, I toured for, you know, from like 2011 to 2014, I don't know, it was like three, four, three or four, like salt, pretty solid years. And I would say that I did get wrapped up in it for a bit. You know, when you're, when you're on the road and you're touring, um, there's a party every night, people are paying to come party with you, you know? Right. So there's always alcohol. There's always weed. There's all, can I talk about like weed or drugs on here? You can, you can talk about anything, Casey. Okay. Well, <laughs> don't tell me that. No. <laughs> Um, but you know, there, there's, there's weed and alcohol and, and, and whatnot happening every night. And I, I definitely, I always had like a, something in the back of my head telling me that I can't go too far because I have something to live for. And I have, you know, there's something bigger that I'm put on this planet for. So I never like really pushed the limits as far as I could, because I just always had something in the back of my head that told me not to, mm. um, on top of my, both of my brothers went to, went to prison for drug use and for just a number of things. Um, but I, I just, I, I learned from them what not to do. And I try, I always try to keep my head, you know, my head on straight. Um, today I have like 120 days without drinking alcohol. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things. And I just, I feel great. And, you know, as you get older, the next day is not as easy as it was when you were a kid. <laughs> true. Very <laughs> you know? true. So um I, I just try to keep that like higher like that higher voice in my head. I just always try to listen to that instead of listening to the other one that wants you to wants to take you the other way. And yeah. luck luckily I, I've I've been able to have a pretty good conscience on my shoulders to lead me in the right direction. Yeah. So you mentioned your brothers, obviously Tyson, your your oldest brother has been very vocal about his recovery and he works in the recovery industry and he's, he's a no family foundation board member. He's such a great resource. He's mm -hmm. the one that we refer people to when they're looking for help. And, you know, obviously since we don't have Bradley's house open yet, but you know, we don't want to turn people away. So Tyson has just been so amazing in, you know, helping people find resources and stuff. But how did that, um, how did that impact you growing up seeing what your brothers were going through? Um, that made me, it, 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 I just made different choices from seeing that, seeing what, what it did to my home life with my, mm. my parents and my, you know, seeing my mom cry every night and, you know, the, the things that a family goes through yeah. aside of, of that is what people don't really see. So I, I saw that, I saw the heartache and just the, the terror that, that brings of, you know, my brother's running away or getting, get, going to jail or getting locked up or, or whatnot. Um, it just made me want to not go down that path, which I easily could have. I had the same crew, you know, we went to the same middle school, high school, same town. I had the same crew of friends that mm -hmm. were doing the same things, but I never, I just, like I said, I didn't take it as far as the rest of them. Cause I always had this like 
meaning that I knew I was, I was, I needed to be here for. And I, you know, that was just, it was the way that I, I wanted to go. So, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm not an angel, but I definitely, um, have, have been able to make better choices than, um, than some people around me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think your brothers would be the first, you know, to say that, that they're glad you didn't go down that road. So I think it's good that you were able to use that as a cautionary tale. I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and of course, big props to your brothers for, you know, doing what they need to do to get their lives on track. And I know obviously absolutely. Tyson has done that and Corey's doing that. And yeah, so that's, they, they that's both awesome. are. Yeah, yeah. Tyson's, Tyson's doing great. Corey's doing fantastic. Our whole family is, is like pretty much sober now. So it's like, it's funny going from like the nineties, like just full party family in Orange County. And like now <laughs> we're all sober and like things are going well, you know, so it's just not, yeah. it's not normal for us. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a, a new blessing. Normal. It's your yeah. new normal. <laughs> yeah, it really is. We're like, we go to like ice cream now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's something to be said about, um, you know, a lot of times people talk about how important it is to have uh, positive role models and positive influences in your life. And <clears throat> I said this often and people look at me like I have two heads, but every once in a while, it's a good thing to have an, a negative influence around you. So you can mm-hmm. kind of look at it and go, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think that's kind of what you got. And I've told the story before here on the podcast, uh, you know, the story of sublime and, and Brad and, uh, what he went through and what through Kelly and Brad's dad went through and the family went through. That is literally the reason why I never dabbled in any type of hard drugs or took it any further because I I watched this whole thing, uh, happen as a young teenager. And I said to myself, I'm, I'm not going to let that happen. So mm-hmm. as unfortunate as it is that it did happen to, to Kelly and your family, uh, some of the positives that have come out is, is myself and I'm sure a ton of other people like me who saw the struggle and saw what everybody went through and said, I'm going to avoid that landmine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I think a, a lot of people, you know, in the 90s, it, it was kind of the heyday of just everything goes, you know, there's no holding back. And, you know, unfortunately, that was the time when when Brad was around and hanging out and doing his thing. And it just seems like nobody was nobody was pushing for, you know, the the brighter way. And everybody was kind of pushing towards, you know, let's take it as far as we can. And now, with you know, social media and the way that life is now, I think that those type of things aren't promoted, obviously, anymore. So it's just a different a different time of life now. For sure. So for people who don't know, explain how burritos got started. Uh, burritos started from uh, Kelly. You made a post on Facebook or Instagram or something like that, where it was just kind of like, it was like the Bradley's house logo. And mm-hmm. you're just like, we're doing this. It was like very kind of like cryptic, you know, and it wasn't like a full release of what was happening. And, you know, we had chatted a few times before that. And like you said, you'd, you'd come see Seedless. And um, so I just, got this idea to get a crew together and cover some sublime songs and do a show and donate to the foundation. And I wrote you originally. And I just said, what do you think about this? I thought you were going to be like, ah, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> sh- sure. Have some fun, you know, give us a call. Knock and yourself like, out. <laughs> yeah. Knock yourself out. dude. <laughs> uh, and, and you seem pretty hyped on it. And it, and you know, I you helped you help me, you help connect me to, you know, uh, Z-Man and, um, and Jacob 
and and Miguel and you know you, you connected all those guys for the first show and the first show was was Para Bravo and and Law and um, Corn Doggy Dog and Burritos and Mike Mike Dangerously yeah. and it was just insane it was like insane for me because that that's like my life growing up you know being idolizing <laughs> idolizing those guys you know yeah and then somehow like we're headlining you know headlining the show playing with them so um so you know. I wrote you and you, you seemed hyped and I was like, okay, awesome. So got a crew together. Um, Katie, my wife was never a bass player at all, but she had the the musical ability to just kill it, you know? And, and she tried out, uh, you know, she was, I was like, I need a bass player. She's like, I'll do it. I'm like, great. Now I don't have to, we don't have to get in a fight when I leave for band practice. So <laughs> <laughs> that's convenient. she tried out as if she wasn't going to get the gig. Right. Yeah, she's like, I'll I'll try it. <laughs> and Shay Shay from Seedless, you know, I called him right away, and he he was totally into the idea. And <clears throat> Alex Vo is like basically the best guitar player in Orange County. Um, he taught in the world. Let's just say it. Yeah, Orange County is kind of you know that's that's it's a joke. Limiting. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's super limiting. Uh, Alex Alex taught me how to play guitar. He taught Katie how to play. He taught basically like half of Orange County how to play. He's a, he's a music uh, guitar teacher as well. So, and then Adrian, we needed the sax. So Adrian played in the band with Katie and Alex before the Outriders and always cool vibes and played great. So everyone was on board and we played the first show. Place was packed and it seemed like we got a pretty good response from it. So, you know, we didn't even, we just thought we were going to do that one show. And then, you know, people are like, where are you playing again? What's going on? (laughs) Shit. I don't know. Um, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should do that. You know, and then we, I think we played like the garden amp and started kind of playing around and people started coming out and, you know, we just played sea legs on Monday and there was like 2000, there was like 2000 people there. Oh, like wow. That. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That, that first show was, was a huge game changer for the foundation. Cause as you said, we hadn't, we just kind of started and didn't really know what to do and didn't know how we were going to make it happen. And a few months after I got that message from you saying, you know, Hey, how I got this great idea. And I was like, that is phenomenal. I remember reading your message and I was walking my dog actually. And, um, I just remember thinking, this is the coolest thing. Like what an amazing thing for you to do. Cause you know, so many people want to help, but they don't really know how to help or what to do. And, And what I always tell people is just do whatever it is that you're good at. You know, like we're all good at different things. We all have different gifts and everything works best when everybody just kind of does what they're good at, you know? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and so you were just like, Hey, I can do this. How about this? And I just, I don't know. To me, that was just, it was like this huge hand uh, just saying, you know, Hey, I want to help. Hey, I want to be a part of what you're doing. And, and, um, you know, at a time when we really didn't know what else to do. And so that was, that was really cool. And that kind of, started us on this whole path of, you know, being a part of shows and, and going to festivals and all this kind of stuff. And so that was, that was really where it all started. That was, that first show was so much fun. It, I think we sold yeah. out the place like two or three times, just like every time people would leave, they'd let more people in and mm-hmm. there was a line. I couldn't believe it. It was just, it was such a great night. I mean, and, well, you had corn doggy dog on the bill. So <laughs> How yeah, could we not? I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Todd is such a legend. Todd, if you listen to this, I love you and I miss you. 
but I mean, Jim, stand, your dad standing on a chair in the back of the crowd, you know, <laughs> wa watching the show. It, yeah. it was just, it was like, yeah, it was, it was insane. It was a, yeah, it was a great night. Yeah. And then ever since then, you guys have gone on to play a bunch of shows and you donate from your, you know, from your gate and all that. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's just so great. And I, I just want to take this opportunity to publicly thank you because I really do appreciate you and everything that you do. And obviously that was why I asked you to be on the board. You were already doing so much and I just thought it seemed so perfect to have someone who has a heart for it, loves the music, loved Brad, is still active in the music community. I mean, there were just so many things about it. And then your brother Tyson, of course, was such a huge help. I mean, that first night he brought in several thousand dollars worth of donations and it mm -hmm. just, it was just amazing. It just seemed like such a perfect, you know, the planets aligned. It was, it was really great. So I've always loved your family, but of course, thank now, you, Kelly. Thank I just, you. I appreciate you guys so much. Well, we, we appreciate you. You're always, you, you, you are the ringleader of the foundation <laughs> and you literally like nothing, nothing gets done unless you have a hand in it. And you, it's insane to see what you do. Like Thank all, all of the paperwork and the emails and everything that like, you handle behind the scenes is insane. And it's Thank very you. commendable. And obviously well, I'm happy I love to you. Do and it. Too, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what's up next for burritos? So this summer we actually got asked to play the, uh, the, the OC fair. So that's cool. Yeah. We're playing there on July 23rd. Um, it's a Friday night. And they're going to be announcing that. I, I, I don't know. We're waiting on a flyer, but it's going to be announced in the next couple of days. So, yeah, we're playing at and the OC Fair. Um, at the Pacific Amphitheater, right? The, the big Pacific, venue? Yeah, the Pacific Amphitheater. Yeah, the big venue. That's so, crazy. I was like, are you sure you got the right band? They're like, yeah, we want you guys. So That is um, so awesome. I know. That's it's, great, man. It's insane. I know. It's, it's, it's insane. So um, that's going to be a great one. We have that. We're, and we're also playing at um, Sea Salt, which is down by Sea Legs in Huntington Beach on the beach with Gil, Miggs, and Raj, which is uh, Miguel's, Miguel's yeah. side project. And I think Opie is playing as well. I don't, I don't know. I'm, we're, I'm waiting to find out about that. But, um, yeah, Miguel reached out to me and said he wanted to play on the beach with, uh, with burritos. So, um, so we're doing cool. that. That's coming up here on July. I'll tell you right now. July 31st. July 31st. You're yeah, you're right. There mm -hmm. you go. And we've got Commissary Lounge in Costa Mesa on August 7th, Kiki Bar on August 27th. So we've got some uh just local shows coming up. We are what we're looking to do next is um branch out and start spreading the word about Bradley's house and spreading the word outside of Orange County. We've we've done a lot of Orange County and we want to, you know, help spread the word and spread the music as far as we can, you know. So um, we all have families, so we can't just like hop in a van and go, you know, go do the thing and with COVID and all that. So, you know, we're just slowly starting to branch out and play a little bit outside of Orange County. You know, we got like LA people talking to us from LA, we want to do like Santa Barbara, Santa Cruz, things like that. So we're just trying to, you know, build up, see how many people want us to come to their town and we can come and, you know, hopefully bring in a good crowd, donate to the foundation and, you know, spread the music. I think it's awesome. I know everybody loves hearing you guys play. You guys do such a good job of really just capturing the energy and the spirit of Sublime, you know, and the, the fun party atmosphere. And um, I think that's why people respond so much to you guys, because it comes from just a very pure place of loving 
the band, loving the music, loving what you do and, you know, wanting to pay tribute to Sublime. And I think that's what, what people really respond to. I love watching the crowd when you guys play because everybody's just so into it and so happy to be there. And, um, I actually got to see you guys play not too long ago. Was that just last month? I think it was last month. It was the uh, first yeah. show. Yeah. My first post COVID show. Yeah, yeah. That was so much fun. And it was so cool just to hear the music and, and everybody was so stoked to be there. It was really fun. So you guys really just do a phenomenal job. It's, it's really cool to thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. Uh, it's really cool to look out at the crowd and see people so lo- like really lost in the music. Mm. Um, you know, and especially now that I'm not drinking, I've played a couple show, a few shows now. Um, not drinking. And I got to say, I, I, I enjoy it a lot more. I like, I'm like very present and it's an, it's a lot more enjoyable to like see the whole surrounding and see the whole atmosphere that that we're used to seeing, you know, but now it's like a, it's a whole, from a whole different lens and, you know, something I can like totally remember uh, everything that happens and I can be there and it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a better vibe for me. So I'm digging it. Nice. And what's that like playing a band with your wife? It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. What, what do you, you think he's going to say, say, Kelly? That, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, he's on a live mic here. It's it's yeah. the best thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah. Well, I are, I do up. actually know that. Such, I mean, he has the most phenomenal wife. We all absolutely adore her. She is the sweetest, most adorable, just and talented, crazy talented, but super humble. Like you just think she's just this sweet, nice, beautiful person, and then she's like, oh yeah, they're playing bass and like yeah. in her bare feet. <laughs> she just, she's just so great. And every time I see her, she has something new that she's doing like that. She started doing the interior decorating, which she's so good at. I mean, everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything she does. She's like, so I thought I'd try this. And you're like, oh my gosh, you're really good at that. Yeah, she's, she, she's awesome. She'll just look at a wall and she's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to move that. I'm going to do some swirls here. And, and I'm like, <laughs> how did you see that? And then she'll right? do it. And I'm like, wow, you like, you really visioned that. You know, yeah, she, she's amazing. She's got a gift. I, I saw her across the quad in eighth grade. And the first time I saw her, I knew I was going to marry her. And <gasps> I, literally, I literally, that happened. And I, I saw her face. I was like, I'm going to marry that woman. And Whoa. yeah, I, I know I've got all these like memories from like sixth grade to eighth grade. And I don't remember much after that, but I remember, <laughs> I remember the first day I got the sublime tape and I knew I was going to play it. And then I remember the time that I said I was going to marry Katie. And I did that too. So wow. I had some energy going on in middle school, I guess. Right. Well, <laughs> well done on both fronts. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, I, as a fan, uh, you know, I can't uh, thank you enough. Unfortunately, I, I have never had an opportunity to see burritos live yet, but I will. Um, but you know, I've, yeah, I've seen a ton of your stuff, uh, you know, between Facebook and, and, uh, people sharing things and it's just, uh, it's really high energy and it's amazing. And I just think it's so cool. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, there's, um, you know, there's a few sublime tribute bands out there going around. You got bad fish and yourself and, um, you know, you are by far my favorite, uh, you know, sublime tribute band. You do an amazing job. Uh, wow. With Thank that. You. Thanks, Jarrett. That means a lot, man. No, and it's it's true, and it's great to see the the legacy uh, continue and and being put out there. Now, it's we talked about that very first show that you did, and obviously it was a uh, heavily uh, skunk slash Long Beach slash Sublime vibe, uh, you know, straight up and down the bill. Uh, do you remember what you opened with? Um, yeah, we opened with 
doing time reprise. So it was like the fast version of uh, doing time on secondhand smoke. Um, do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I do. Specific. Cool. Just, <laughs> hey, just making sure. Jared's heard a couple of Sublime songs in his just day. Just double checking. I've heard, um, a tune, I've heard a tune or two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we opened with that one because it's got that like Waylon um, uh, sax solo in the top and it just gets the place raging. So it, we, we've used that as our opener kind of like ever since. Lately, we've been doing like full album shows. So, you know, we opened Tiki Bar with, um, with Ruka, which is actually surprisingly very awkward to do live because it's just like the kick and drum and me mm-hmm. and like to open the show like that. I think we kind of realized that it's just like, it's cool to play the full album, but opening with that song is, was a little rough. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't rough, but it just like, you know, there's better openers than that, but we did it. <laughs> we went, we went through it. And then uh, we, we opened with garden Grove at, at our latest show. And that was really cool. Kind of, we got some samples. So we had like this intro sample and things like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, we opened with doing time the first show. Now, Kelly, I got to ask you, and I've always wanted to ask you this, um, and I've heard some rumors and some things in the past. Now, when you would listen to Brad's music, did you ever like hear a song and be like, "Oh, I know the girl that he's talking about in this one"? <laughs> um, I, I have just a couple of times, but that's about it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, we won't we won't go any more into it. But I, I often I often wonder that when I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I wonder if he's like just like writing a cool song, or like if this is actually about a, a particular person. And, I think uh, it's a mixture of both. Definitely. Kelly, what about Slow Ride? Um, <laughs> was there anything specific in that song, or was that just kind of like a song? No, I just I've always loved that one because it's one of his earliest ones. You know, yeah. that's why it's yeah. a it's a sentimental favorite. Um, I have a, a tape that Brad had given me a demo tape. that has got, I, I think three songs on it or something. And I think he originally wrote like two song demo and then he wrote a three over the two and I'll, I'll have <laughs> to pull it out one of these days. But, um, anyway, slow ride was on there. And so, it, you know, it's just the, the early ones that, that I have that sentimental attachment to. So like don't push and slow ride and mm-hmm. those kinds of songs. So I think that's why I always like hearing it. You just, you favorites too. You just pull out these gems. You're like, oh yeah, here, look at this. Look what I found. It's no big deal. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna go look for that tape right now, I can hold us over here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I can wait. I, my heart's palpitating right now. I, oh yeah, just a demo that Brad made, and you know, it's just no, no big deal. Whatever. I think like the it's, first I, demo ever. Yeah, it was. But um, I think it was the same recordings that they used on John Won't Pay the Bills. Nice. So you've all heard the same thing I have. So Casey, when, is there a, um, I don't want to say a, a favorite because obviously being the, the type of fan that you are much like myself, but is there a song that you look forward to? Like when you're, when you're putting the set list together, you're like, I can't fucking wait for this one. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a few of them. Um, definitely STP. I love playing STP. Um, I like playing, you know, more off like uh, Robin the Hood and Secondhand Smoke stuff. But the the problem is that the crowd doesn't know it as much unless you're like a diehard like us. So, it, it, you know, obviously people love when we're playing like, you know, Wrong Way. Um, they want the stuff they can sing along to. Yeah, they they want the sing alongs, which is cool. So, but I, I like playing DJs a lot. I like playing both of the songs that Kelly just 
just mentioned don't push and slow ride and then i'm just trying to think of one more you know what and then we've been playing um johnny butt lately and really been Mm. digging that one it's a fun one yeah yeah absolutely those are the i always ask these questions and then people like tell me the song and i'm like yeah that is a fucking great song and you could have said anything <laughs> and i would have i would have totally been, checks out <laughs> yeah i'd have totally been on board with it as i ask people all the time and then i'm like yeah man that's a, but I, I realize that there is no there's no wrong answer to it but uh stp is definitely uh one of my one of my favorites to to sing along to the energy in it is just uh is just so he brings you up and takes you back down and it's just uh it, it's certainly certainly one of my favorites uh and not not necessarily an easy song to to get to um, no not at all it, there's no. you know it's uh he doesn't he doesn't make it easy let's put it that way and uh and you you definitely have done uh you know a lot of the songs that i've heard uh, quite a bit of justice so um, thank you thank you so much yeah, yeah. I, and, I've, and, I've gone on like really long youtube binges of watching sublime live like way before burritos like this was year like 2013 mm. 14 2012 where I would just sit in my room like a little creep and literally watch like every sublime video. <laughs> don't, we're cutting out that little creep part because I do that. All the time, and I don't think well, it's creepy at all. Creeps. <laughs> here's the, here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing, Casey. And you, you can actually claim this now. And it's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because we went from being little creeps, but now it's just research, man. I'm That's just, right. That's right. It is just, market research. <laughs> just research. Uh, so, all right. Well, you, so you and I have been down a lot of the same rabbit holes, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. Let's do it. Give me, it doesn't have to necessarily be your absolute favorite, but give me one of your favorite live sublime songs that you found out there on YouTube. Oh, um, dang live. Uh, well, here, I'll give you mine while you think about it. All right. Okay. Um, Mine is DJs from the from memories. Okay, nice, nice. I, I don't I don't know why it's just something about. I mean that that uh, that whole show is uh, it's one of the few Sublime shows that one is been properly archived and and sounds. Um, it turns out that back in like you know ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, people didn't have iPhone twelves with amazing cameras <laughs> and sound on them. Um, and, and you know so we we missed out on a lot of that. But that show is is clean. The band was hot. They were tight mm-hmm. that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that DJ's version is just one of my all time favorites. And um, you know there's no matter what I'm looking for on youtube that song still pops up i don't if it's got three million views i'm like 1.7 million of them (laughs) (laughs) i can't recall that exact recording but um i'm gonna look that up because i need to do a little bit more research on that later tonight (laughs) in a quiet dark room (laughs) Uh, not creepy not creepy at all it's research (laughs) kelly okay i know what you're thinking um so but for me i I think it was that like sublime uh warp tour where they went from don't push into garden grove live and they had this kind of like just intro and outro thing um connecting the two songs but it was really like the don't push it was like 95 i think it was warp tour um brad's got his shirt off and they're just like but he's what you can tell he's like buzzed but he's also (laughs) on and he's really Mm. like on fire and um yeah, that, that that's what really drives me with burritos is that is those the live energy that they had and and some of those choice videos. That's what we really try to capture. Like we're we're not trying to capture the 
the album sound we want to capture like the live sound that they had you know of, of like the best shows that's what we're trying to do mm. yeah I, i'm surprised you said brad had a shirt off that's so yeah no that's so <laughs> weird right yeah that's <laughs> well, so I just, i'm just trying to think i'm like okay yeah you know he he had a shirt off, but obviously that doesn't really narrow. I, I'm, down. No, I'm pretty sure that footage, that footage was from the warp tour. And I'm almost positive that that was in Camden, New Jersey on, yes, uh, yes. on, there you go. on the oh waterfront there. And, uh, yeah, it, that, that's another show that they were just absolutely on fire. And uh, when I watch that footage and they like pan out to the crowd, I'm like, where the fuck are all the people? There should be yeah. 35,000 strong there. What is and going crowd, on yeah, right now? There's a pretty good crowd, but none of them are moving. They barely know sublime yet. You know, like, like there's an okay crowd, but it's like, nobody gives a shit. They're like waiting for who's, who's coming up next. I'm like, you guys <laughs> better get your asses moving. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny because I live in Buffalo, New York. So, um, not far from, from, well, I actually don't live in Buffalo. I live in a suburb, but two towns over is, uh, the infamous show in Tonawanda, New York, where, okay. um, yeah. the boys, the boys overindulged a bit. Um, they started the huge mud fight. And uh -huh. everything was just all covered in mud and they scan out, you know, they pan out in that audience too. And obviously sublime went on somewhat early in the day. It looked like, because it was still, you know, it was still daytime as it goes on. And, uh, you know, there's, they probably show like 400 people standing there. And, uh, since I've started this podcast, I've met like 3000 that were at that show. So oh, um, oh, wow. you, figure, you figure, you figure that out and, you know, I'm yeah, like, do that are, math. yeah, yeah. People are like, yeah, I was, I was at that show and I'm like, impossible. You're the 3,000th yeah, no, person no, I've met weren't. there. There was 274 people there. So I, this doesn't <laughs> add up. You saw uh, it on YouTube. Right. Right. No, I, I remember seeing the, the dirt flying at his Mesa Boogie amp and I'm just like crying at seeing that, <laughs> seeing that go down. And he's, he's hammered too. He's like, he's rapping. Oh, is he ever? Yeah. He's doing, he's doing stuff. He's having a good time. That that's one of my favorites too, as well. That that mud the mud throw event. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's so many good ones. Yeah, poor Dan McDonald having to take all the guitars apart and and clean them all out and and get it all ready for the next show. I understand he was he was pretty upset about that, and uh, I, I believe Brad actually started that because he he picked up a, a mud clump off the stage and sent it out into the crowd, and uh, the the three thousand people. The three thousand people that I met returned the favor, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And, but uh, but a lot of people that if you haven't seen that particular show or know what we're talking about, um, that footage is also used in the Santeria video mm -hmm. um, of of Brad sitting there and just going absolutely ape shit on the guitar, and it, it was just uh, in fact Kelly, that's the footage that I showed my dad, and he was like, listen. There's just some musicians that just have to get it out. They can't, mm -hmm. they can't keep it in. Uh, that's and that's, right. and that's where Brad was that night. Uh, and I don't think he cared if there was two people in front of him or two million. He was sitting down and he was going to go nuts on that guitar and he did. So that's, that's definitely one that, that stands out to me as he well. Had the, he had uh, the shorts, shorts and boots going on there too, didn't he? He certainly did. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. No good luck. No, no pick just sitting down he's just like rocking his solo yeah that's a great one yeah one of one of my one of my favorites and like i said i've uh obviously the groove tube is another just uh mm -hmm. amazing uh live footage but there's just so much stuff out there 
Damn it, Casey. Now I'm not sleeping tonight. I'm going to be yeah. up watching live <laughs> sublime videos. I'm going to be researching all night, yeah, preparing for our preparing for our next episode. It's going to be super <laughs> creepy. Yeah, that's 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 okay. It's, it's no big deal. I, I totally I totally get it, man. Um, so outside of sublime, uh, I mean, you'd mentioned some of your your other influences. Who are some of the other? Yeah, you had a Pink Floyd cover band you said yeah yeah first band was pink floyd um pink floyd's a huge influence of mine i would say um just like as a whole uh, through my life i've been in in and out of reggae from sublime on to reggae rock um like i said with with like the whole revolution iration tribal seeds i i toured for a while with um i toured with stick figure iration um soja expendables and uh tribal seeds so i I did a lot of that and i've always kind of listened to reggae rock kind of as research as well to kind of see what everyone's doing and to you know kind of like figure out my next move um but like as far as what i really what i really listen to like for enjoyment it's actually like grateful dead and fish and um like more psychedelic jam music that's kind of so yeah, so you're speaking my language. I'm a huge jam band guy. Um, Sublime will always be my my favorite bands when people ask. But um, then you get into the to the Dead, the the Almond Brothers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just uh, just just amazing, uh, amazing performances. Uh, unfortunately, just like I never got to see Brad, I never got to see Jerry Garcia. Uh, but I have seen every other carnation of that band yeah and it and it it never it never gets old and um you know now they've got john mayer out on the road with them who um what an amazing what an amazing guitar player he's doing i mean he's a phenomenal guitar player here's the problem is that i always liked wanted and still want Warren Haynes to be the new front man. I, I wanted him to be the new Jerry. And I saw, when, I saw that show when he played, it was Warren Haynes with the dead. Um, it was like yeah. 99 or something like that. It was like my first show. My dad took me to at a Verizon amphitheater. Yeah. He's he, uh, killed it. He, he killed it. Yeah. He, in my mind, he's the, the Warren Haynes is the best guitar player going right now. Um, and I, I thought he absolutely killed it. And, um, you know, that's, I obviously got into him from the almonds and then, uh, he was touring with the dead and then I got into government mule and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the jam band scene just kind of, kind of kept going from there. So I can definitely, uh, I can definitely feel where you're, where you're coming from on that. Uh, do you, do you cover play any, any dead songs? Yeah. You know what? Actually, like a month ago we did a, birthday um that somebody wanted some dead so i played bass and katie sang katie knows all the lyrics a lot better than i do so um katie sang alex played guitar and um like basically the whole band but we played like a a burrito like a dead set and um so yeah we we learned a bunch of dead songs and our other band tropic we play a lot of we a lot of covers just like fun covers stuff we turn into like 30 minute long jams just because we like playing music (laughs) you know so we Please just, tell uh, me you guys called yourselves the Dead Burritos at that birthday party. We did not, but after oh. on the way on the way home, we were like the Dead Burritos. So like, <laughs> we didn't publicly at the party say it, but to ourselves in closed doors, we said it. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, that's amazing. Know, besides the um, Grateful Dead and all that, I've just I've always been into like um, 
Incubus, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, like blues music, jazz music. My dad raised me on classic rock. So a lot of like the Beatles was the first thing that I fell in love with when I was a kid. Um, and then it just went to like sublime after the Beatles, but it was like, I was like a huge Beatles fan, crazy. And then I just became this like obsessed sublime fan. And I've pretty much been that same way ever since. I don't, yeah, those are, those are all good bands. You're not, you're, you're, you're nailing it on those, um, <laughs> for sure. Now when you're, you know, is it, do you find it difficult when you're playing the, like you said, you got a, a good, a good run of shows coming up. Um, are you going to switch up the, the set lists a little bit, knowing that you're going to see some of the same faces out in the crowd as you're doing those, or do you guys just have a, a set, you know, oh, this is what yeah. we're playing. Yeah, we switch it up. We we switch it up every every show. So like the two shows ago, we did all the whole forty ounces, and then at um, Sea Legs the other day, we did like most of self titled, and then we went into like some older stuff. Um, so it, now that we've got these full albums down, we're just we're gonna like start switching up. You know, we can almost do all of Secondhand Smoke too. So we kind of yeah, we totally switch it up every time, and we like to. And we've been doing like this dead burritos thing where we'll play sublime and then we'll go into like a long jam and just see how long the crowd will let us take it. <laughs> and we, we can tell we got to wrap it up. Then we wrap it up. But, uh, we try to like fuse the two sounds together. Just have, have some fun with it. I can't even tell you how exciting that is for me. <laughs> um, and actually, uh, a shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Colin Kaufman, who just visited into Long Beach and got a ridiculously awesome half sublime, half grateful dead tattoo. I right saw on his that. I did see that. I was very jealous of that. That was cool. Did did Opie do it? Yeah. Um, That's rad. <laughs> yeah. So he he did, and uh, I, I can't imagine how long that took or how much it hurt, but it uh, it came out really good. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was a little jealous of it too. Um, I don't, I don't, ha I don't have any tattoos. I, I don't know if you have any tattoos. Um, but I'm not a, I'm not a tattoo guy myself. Uh, but that one was, uh, that one was pretty, you don't put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? No. So, um, yeah, I'm and, from, uh, but I'm that SoCal, yeah, I've got tattoos, but everyone I know has tattoos. It's like a, it's the thing out here. I, no, I get it. Hey, Anna's covered in tattoos. Yeah, I figure she has enough for, for both of us. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have to. I, in fact, if there's like really a tattoo that I really want, I'm just going to have her get it so I can still look at it and see it and appreciate it, but I don't have to sit through the pain of it. That's kind of my game plan on that. Um, I love it. So, um, how did you get into Sublime? What, what's kind of a little bit of your backstory? Just, just wondering. Mm -hmm. Good question, man. So, um, I grew up in the East Coast and, um, I had some, uh, I had some older friends that, you know, were into some of the jam bands and kind of some of the punk scene and, uh, they played 40 ounces a little bit. Uh, yeah, but I guess I really wasn't, you know, I was 11, 12 years old. So, uh, I, I liked the music. I liked being around the guys. Um, you know, they had the, the black light poster on the wall and mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. And then, um, you know, when you're, when you're a kid, you get that birthday money, right? Grandma sends a card, your favorite aunt sends a card, mom and dad might grease you a couple bucks. And, um, so I walked into the, I walked into the mall on, uh, on my 13th birthday and on, on July 30th, 1996, two things happened. Self-titled Sublime came out 
and I turned 13 years old and I was happened to be walking through the mall and I saw the, the sublime and I saw the tattoo across his back. And I was like, man, if I get this CD, those kids are going to think I'm, I'm pretty fucking cool. So I'm, I'm going to grab it. I'll be the first one to have it. Um, and I just realized how much uh, I, I really did love the music. And then from there, it was like, you know, there was no YouTube back then. Sublime wasn't getting a ton of play. So to, to find other Sublime fans was not necessarily an easy thing. Uh, and I, I actually told Kelly up until like, gosh, I don't know, 10 years ago, I thought like I was the Sublime fan. I didn't uh-huh. know about any of the Facebook groups or anything. And, um, I started getting into some of these groups online and finding more music and more stuff. And it just has continued to, to build from there. But, um, you know, it, it was just something that the music just caught me. My dad was a musician. So music was always real big in, in our family. Um, and honestly, I put in self-titled and I knew, uh, I knew that I really was into, into this band and, and into this music, but it wasn't until it got to jailhouse and after jailhouse ended, I went, Oh, I'm going to need to hear that one again. So boom, I played it again. And then I did what I do with any song. I just played it 147 times in a row. And I was just like, at that point I was like, I'm, I'm getting that fucking sublime tattoo shoulder to shoulder. That's the second <laughs> I turn 18. That's, that's the first thing I'm doing. Um, and, uh, and it really, and then, you know, like I said, as a, um, you know, as a teenager, I came across, uh, stories, tales, lies, and exaggerations and watching that sitting with my few other buddies that were fans and, and actually hearing and understanding the story and, uh, uh you know, listening to Jim speak and, um, you know, obviously Brad and Jim had an amazing relationship. And, um, when my parents got divorced, I went and lived with my dad and gotcha. um, yeah. my dad was, and still is to this day, my best friend. And I, you know, I mean it from the bottom of my heart when I was listening to, to Jim speak about what he went through and, uh, uh, and what it was like to lose Brad and to have to speak about it and be the face of it. I, I remember thinking to myself, I'm never going to fucking do this to my dad. And I, that was the reason why. And a lot of my friends that were in that with me, they kind of moved on, you know, they, they went on, they went through the gateway and, and started dabbling and trying different stuff. And I went, no, that's not me. Um, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And that story really, um, really is the whole reason why. And, um, then it got to a point where like, at 24 or 25, I was like the one kid in our group that never tried Coke, never did any of the, the hard drugs. And it like kind of became my claim to fame. And I was just like, you know what? At this point, fuck it. There's no need to, to get into it and try it and, and dabble with it. And because of that, I just felt more of a connection to the music and, uh, and to the scene. And, uh, and I just kind of went, all in. And then, um, in 2016, I finally got to get out to Long Beach and I I went out for the memorial show at Alex's. Um, Mm. they did a, a, they did a 20th and, uh, it was uh, Pero Bravo and, uh, the Ziggins and, Mm -hmm. 
the Falling Idols, and uh, and Jacob closed the show, and I got to hang out with uh, and just meet all of these people that were like maybe bigger fans than I was, and I was like, wow, this is uh, this is like a big a big family and a big scene, and uh, and that was kind of where it was, and. I just, uh, I never got off it. I'm literally that guy, like the meme of the, the, the drunk guys, you know, screaming in the girl's ear. And, you know, they say these talking, I'm that guy at every party. I'm like, dude, let me tell you about sublime. Have a seat. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, uh, speakers. <laughs> right. Right. And I've, I, I'm literally, I've literally become that guy. Uh, and it, it just, the music just meant a lot to me. Um, it, you know, it really did all of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of led into, into this project. And, uh, I did some podcasts in the past and, uh, I, I didn't have a podcast for about a year and I was really starting to get the itch. I wanted to get back into to a show and I had a few, uh, options with some athletes and pro wrestlers and some people that I met. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't want to do a show for the sake of making money. I want to do a show that's going to mean something to me that, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, the, you know, at that time, you know, the Noel family foundation was, was, uh, pushing Bradley's house hard. And I, you know, I bought some t-shirts and I, I reached out to Kelly and I was like, Hey, I've got this idea. And she was basically like, yeah, no, fuck you. I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I was and like, that's exactly uh, how it happened. <laughs> And I was like, uh, and I was like, well, obviously I didn't explain myself well enough. So let's start over. Um, and, uh, and then she basically said, and it's funny because when I got off of the phone with, with Kelly after having the first conversation, I actually texted Anna and I went, you know, she was super nice. The conversation went great and she's not going to do this show. Uh, she said she's gonna. She said she's gonna get back to me, um, but it's it's not gonna happen. And uh, and a few days later, I got a message back. It was like, all right, let's give it a shot. And you know, I I, I was like, hey, listen, you know, we we should have guests. And oh my god, it'd be so great. We gotta have your dad as the first guest. You know, I really stacked it on hard to to make it difficult <laughs> for her to say to say no. But I was still positive that she was going to say no. Uh, and then she she didn't. She said she said yes. I was. So, so proud of, uh, I was so proud of Kelly when I uh, when I saw that this was going to be happening. I was like, Kelly is stepping outside of her comfort zone. And I, listening to all the episodes, it, it, you're you do amazing, Kelly. I, I got to tell you, thank you're, you're That's perfect. Very sweet of you. Thank perfect, you. It uh, is way out of my comfort zone. I do not. Yeah, it's, but you're not a fucking naturally. natural. No, no, I'm not. But I will say that Jarrett, before we hung up from that first phone conversation, I had already decided to do it. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to do it. And so I took a couple days to try to talk myself out of it and I couldn't. And that's why I texted you and I was, that's why that text was just like, okay, fine, let's do it. (laughs) So I was irritated that I couldn't talk myself out of it after you had talked me into it. (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't going to give up. If you, if you said no, that wasn't going to be the end of it. Just so you know, I'm I'm sure of it. I'm quite sure of that. (laughs) And, uh, and, and so, and so that's that's kind of how it it all happened to me. And you know, I have introduced Sublime and the music into a, a, a ton of people's lives, and I've got friends that have become fans that probably would not have become fans otherwise. Um, and, and it's just something that's always been it's always been special to me. And it's you know, I say it all the time. I get messages weekly from people that are like, "Hey, man, thank you so much for for doing Bradley's house." And I'm like, "Thank you." Are you 
you out of your mind? I'm living the fucking dream here. Like, <laughs> right. thank me. And, uh, did you hear the episode with Miguel? He fucking he was singing songs the whole time. I'm happier than a pig in shit. I, there's, you know, there's no way that. So, uh, you know, so I'm I'm extremely lucky to be able to to do this, and uh, you know, and, and through it, Anna and yeah. I have you know developed an awesome friendship with with Kelly and, and some some other folks from the scene. But, um, you know, I'm I'm super grateful grateful just for the opportunity to, to be able to help spread the word about Bradley's house and the Noel family foundation. And, um, you know, there's so many amazing, amazing board members. It's funny because Casey, you and I have been friends on Facebook for like years, like a really long time. We've been right. friends on Facebook right. and I, I actually, I actually spoke with your brother before I ever even spoke with you. And that's when, you know, we were talking about guests. Kelly's like, well, you know, Casey. And I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Let's get him on here. <laughs> And um, I was really, I was really honored when she asked. I was like, I would love to do that, and I'm so happy we did it. Yeah, no, it's uh, for sure. And like I said, the, the things that you guys are are doing for for the foundation, and uh, obviously, you know, outside of the music, you know, being a board member, and uh, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing to see the the people that have come together um, from all different walks of life to to help put this thing together. And I'm so excited to see the world starting to open up a little bit now with, uh, you know, people getting vaccinated. And, uh, and I've just, I'm really excited to see what the future is going to be for, for the Noel family foundation. So, uh, right. so you guys can get That's Bradley's right. house open. Cause, uh, yes. I know, I know that it's all heading in the right direction. All the pieces are, are falling in and, uh, I'm just, like I said, I'm just so happy to be able to be a, a, a even the tiniest part of it. And, uh, and I share it with our listeners all the time. And I say, guys, you know, buy a t-shirt, buy a hat, send a $2 donation in. Um, and realistically, you know, we all can have our own little part of the next chapter of the sublime story, which is mm -hmm. Bradley's house. That's so right. it's, uh, it's something that's just, that's just amazing. Well, Jared, thank, thank you so much for, for the work you're doing on this podcast, man. This is, yeah, it's amazing. And it's funny you say, um, that you realize that there were other sublime fans out there. Cause once I kind of, you know, I thought, I, I thought I was the biggest sublime fan in the world. You know, I, I literally thought I was like, nobody, nobody knows sublime more than I do. And then once I saw the YouTube videos and the forums, I'm like, Whoa, people are way creepier than I am about, <laughs> about yeah, way the, creepier. De the details of yeah. the shows. Even Jared, you're, 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 you know, more than I do, you know? And it's just, it, it's cool to see. It, it was, it was like, at first I was mad. I was like, there's no way that somebody knows more about sublime than I do. And I'm like, these people know way more than I do, you know? So <laughs> there's people, yeah, there's it's, and rightly so the, the music and, and the vibe of everything is, it's, it, it takes you over, you know, you have to take it all in every, every inch of it, you know? And yeah, our producer are. just pointed out that you guys are just there's there's more researchier people, not creepier. They're more yeah, researchier. There's, there's more, re <laughs> there, there's more researchier people out there. <laughs> No. Okay. So there's, we're researchers. There are some fucking creepy people out there. Um, and if, if you think that I'm talking about you, I probably am. So if you're listening to this, uh, and you think, but I mean, I've, I've sent stuff to Kelly before and been like, 
Uh, so somebody just shared this in one of the Facebook groups. Is this really the house that you guys grew up in? And she's just like, what the fuck? Yes, that is the <laughs> oh, house crazy. that we grew up in. Um, but again, you know, I, everybody take has their own, uh, you know, their own way of celebrating music and, and being a fan. And, uh, you know, realistically of, of the people that are active in the groups and that are fans, I've never had anything but great experiences. Um, and I say it all the time. It's. I think Sublime fans get a uh, get a bad rap, and uh, and I'm not sure that it's that it's accurate because uh, you know the, everybody that I've met has just been you know amazing, and uh, I can't say enough about the community um, that that Kelly's kind of the queen of, right? Oh my gosh, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. You say <laughs> that. Put your but... crown on. Come on. <laughs> Um, no, stop saying that. That's so not true. But but I will agree with you. I think that the Sublime community is wonderful. I've met some of my closest friends and um, just I'm constantly hearing from people who are just so nice and gracious and, you know, say the sweetest things, especially just coming off of, you know, the 25th anniversary of Brad's passing. I've got so many thoughtful messages and comments and posts. And, um, and that's really, it's just a testament to everything that, that Brad and Bud and Eric created. And, you know, mm -hmm. of course all the people along with it, Miguel and Marshall and everybody, I mean, it was, it was such a group effort, but it was, it was something incredibly special that has endured and for good reason, you know? And I just, I, I think it's such a beautiful thing that so many people still remember and still feel so connected to the music. It's really cool. And that's, and that's what I say at, at pretty much every show now. Um, <clears throat> I basically just say that, you know, Bradley's house is an avenue so that we're not going to lose someone else like Brad in the future. Yeah, you know, exactly. And you know what I mean? So it's just like it's for the future for people that are going are to come after him that may have that same magic. And we don't want to lose someone like that. And that's right. that's reason enough for me to, you know, promote this as far as I can. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point, Casey, because there there are people that we lose that are very high profile and everybody feels the loss so deeply. But what they don't realize is all the people that we lose before we get a chance to connect with them or to appreciate them or to, you know, understand them or, you know, all those things like there's so, there's so many that we'll never know about. And so what, what a huge loss, you know? So if we can in some way help that, um, I think that that would be a really, really great legacy to Absolutely. add to, Absolutely. to sublime and to Brad. Because coming from, from being a musician, I know, the I never was a drug addict, but I understand the feeling you get when you do something and it works for your songwriting or for yourself mm. on stage. You want to keep doing it, you know, right. the, the perfect amount of drinks or the perfect like weed or whatever or, or you know, the perfect drugs. And like you right. get addicted to it because you need to be that same person on stage or better every night if you have right. that, that energy to do that. And I understand what, what happened to Brad. You know, he wanted like your dad said, he wanted to be bigger than life. Like right. Was, you know, and, and he wanted to have that. He had that in him that he knew he, he knew he had something special and he he felt like the drugs were, you know, what's going to get him there. Right. And uh, it's unfortunate because he could have probably done it without it. And that's, right. that's a big reason for Bradley's house, you know, Absolutely. to show people that they don't need it to bring out their magic in them. And like I said, I've been playing these shows for, you know, sober for a, a while now and it's even better and it's more enjoyable. And, um, it's it, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know, so right I, I, I can't wait for it to open. Absolutely.
Yeah, I've said it a million times on this show. One of my favorite lines on this podcast was when um, Yassad said, uh, I realized that being sober was like the new being drunk. It was, <laughs> I realized how awesome it was to, to be sober and, and, and have that clear mind. And, um, now, you know, I think that that goes a long way. I got to ask Casey, uh, how'd you come up with burritos? I, I mean, I, we know the story, but how did you decide to name the project burritos? You know, we, we went through a like, we went through like 10 names. And at the time me and my wife owned a clothing company where we were coming up with names to go on shirts. Like, and it was really successful. So we were, we were pretty good at it. We were coming up with these like little catchy quotes and we were just like, you know, like we came up with burritos and we're like, you know, burritos could just work as merch. It could work as anything. Even if people don't know about burritos, they'll just buy the shirt just because it says burritos, you know? So (laughs) we we really just kind of thought it was a good, like, marketing play at the it time is, totally. and, uh, and it just had a it ended up having a ring to it you know we, we went through a couple ideas but burritos is the one that that stuck so it was just a collective of the whole band like throwing around names song names in a in a text thread and we landed on burritos that was the every one. now and then i'll see you guys build as the burritos and that makes yeah. me laugh so hard i don't know it why makes me so mad <laughs> the burritos we are not the burritos <laughs> want, so i want it to be known so if you're if if your burrito is like what kind of burrito is it? Is it a steak burrito, chicken, beef? I mean, if you had to, kind of a California, California burrito. There you go. Yeah, there- carne asada, fries, yeah. and sauce, and cheese. That's yeah, perfect. I was gonna say carne asada because that's what I would have yeah, picked, but California is even better. Throw those yeah. fries in there. You got them. Yeah, throw them in there. I'm from yeah. I'm from the East Coast. We have Taco Bell. So. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> which is still which is still a great establishment. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and hey, if they'd listen. like to sponsor the show, I would. I would be yeah, more than. I was going to say, Bell, if you're out there. shout out to Taco Bell. We could, we could, we could, we could put a Taco Bell food court right in Bradley's house. Uh, the email is open, guys. If be you're great, even late, that's right. That's right. I think run for the Bell. border. Yeah, yeah. No, it it is. It, it, it definitely. It's right. It it definitely is. We'll bring that fucking dog back and everything. Whatever you guys want. Yeah, just, oh, the Chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah. Yokero Taco Bell. Well, see, I guess being from California, you guys all have that little, but, you know, whenever, whether we're talking about music or not, you know, if anyone's ever like, oh, you know, do you speak Spanish? I'm like, I speak sublime Spanish. Like, yeah. I know they press <laughs> me down. I don't know what they mean. I can re- <laughs> regurgitate them again perfectly because I've heard it so many times. Um, do, do you, do you do caress me down? Do you speak we, Spanish or do you only speak sublime Spanish too? I speak, um, I speak enough Spanish to get me around in Mex. Like when we go down to Rosarito, like I, I know how to, I can speak, you know, I can get get around. We don't play Caress Me Down um, just because I don't know all the lyrics, but we did just play Chico Me Tipo when we played nice. the 40 Ounces um, album. And I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about, but I did nail <laughs> all the all the Spanish lyrics somehow. You know, most of it, I, I knew a little bit of what was going on, but I'm like, whatever I'm saying right now, it's coming out. I'm saying it. And that's what happened. <laughs> And no one was laughing, so you obviously were doing a good job. No, we actually pulled it off. I was like, we're going to just ruin this, yeah. but it, it no, actually no, it, it turned out pretty pretty solid. So, so Kelly, how much Spanish did Brad actually speak, or did Brad only speak sublime Spanish as well? No, he was fluent. He was very oh, fluent. Oh, wow, he was fluent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was totally fluent. Was that just from 
living in Long Beach or no, going no, down actually, to Mexico or it started before that. So he started taking um, Spanish in high school, and I think he took it for three years, and then he took more in college. Um, but all throughout that time, uh, starting in in high school, he would go to so the the house that my the last house my parents bought together, the one my mom is still in, that was right down the hill from Katie's. Uh, down behind it used to be a bunch of uh, asparagus fields and orange groves and all that. And so mm-hmm. um, it's all houses now, but, yeah. but back then when we were growing up, it would was asparagus fields and we'd go down there and we'd, you know, pick the asparagus for dinner and we'd play and, you know, just do all kinds of stuff. And so when he started learning Spanish, he would go down there and talk with the people that were working in the fields who were native mm. Spanish speakers. And so he really got a feel for, That's you know, cool. the colloquialisms and just the, you know, the, the everyday talk. And then, um, and my dad was a general contractor. And so Brad would go with him to the job sites and speak to people there. And, um, so it was, and then of course, you know, going down to Mexico and all that. So it was just, it was being around it and he would, he would seek out opportunities to speak with native Spanish speakers. And, um, because he just, he always had a gift for languages, Mm -hmm. even before he started learning foreign languages, he, he was very good at, at sounding like he was speaking a language. So it wasn't surprising to me that, that he picked up on it because he just had an ear for it. He had the gift of, of communication. Yes, really indeed. Well, I'll tell you, initially, initially I thought to myself like, oh, yeah, you know, he speaks Spanish and, you know, his, his best friend is obviously this Spanish guy, Miguel. And then the first time <laughs> I saw him, I'm like, this guy is not a fucking Miguel. I'll tell you that. Miguel is not a Miguel, right, no. Right now. That's just what so, Brad called him. <laughs> yeah, so I think Brad just, Brad just Spanishized him yep. by, by turning sure him into, into Miguel because he's, he's totally a Mike, not a Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> He's Migs he's, now. He is Migs. He'll always be Falcon. Here. What? Wait, what's his uh, Falcon Stevens? Oh, you've he gone way too obscure. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll share it. I'll share it with you guys. He's got he's got more stuff going on out there than you know. Uh, he's a he, he's a guy that that Miguel uh and well just like you said he you asked him on the show he's like why did you record the song under nice mike he's like well, there's already this guy Miguel that's got like a fucking billion downloads so <laughs> mm-hmm. i couldn't i couldn't use that um yeah he's uh he's he's got he's got some projects going on let me just tell, he does. Just tell you that. he always has yeah. a new project he's just one of those incredibly talented people that has to keep creating i think casey you're very much like that too always creating something or starting something or building something or, um, and Miguel's definitely that same way. He's just always mm-hmm. got something going. Yeah. It, it always it, from the beginning of seedless, I, I got this like rush through me when we would start having shows. And then I started making the flyers and I would make these Facebook events and like get this crowd of people there and put on a show for them. And it just, it became like addicting to me, you know, yeah. like, I, it's like a rush for me. So um, I've tried to seek out that same rush and business ventures and, you know, now even with burritos now too, it's like, it's it's like the same rush for me, just trying to make an event happen as big as you can. And, you know, it's, it's addicting. I love it. Am I, am am I, am I crazy here or did you dabble in the coffee business for a little while as well? It it wasn't the coffee business. It was a company called coffee in the shower and it was a t-shirt company. It was, yeah, it's a, it's a great name. Um, a nightmare of a business to run. I didn't have any systems set up. 
it, we, we made like 3 million in like a year or like two years. And it was like insane. I didn't know what I was doing with my books. Tried to have Kelly help me. And she was like, this is crazy. It was nuts. It was, uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it, it was not cool. So, um, yes, it was called Coffee in the Shower, but it wasn't a coffee company. Well, as far as the government's concerned, you didn't make anything. So let's not even go down that road. <laughs> yeah, let's um, cut that out. Yeah, that wasn't even wasn't even a thing. Never mind. Somebody that was that was somebody else. That was a different yeah. case to sell of it. So, Casey, every every guest that mm-hmm. we have on the show, I always give them the same situation. You run into somebody that's never heard the band Sublime before. They say you play in a band burritos. You play Sublime songs. Who the fuck is that? And uh, they say it'll give you one opportunity to play a song and and to really catch my attention to to give me the full Sublime feel. Mm-hmm. What song would you play for them? Can I play it right now? Yes. Okay? Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Which song I would play? This just got really good. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know if this is, this mic's gonna pick up everything. Poor man's tuning right there, but uh. All right, can you guys hear that guitar? Yes. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> Stolen from the napkin land, chased out with the night, with the face like Bob Marley and the mouth like a motorbike. Oh, well, the bars always open. Time is always right, and if God's good work goes unspoken, the music goes all night, and it goes. If I was for money, I said, could you be loving? If I was top fun, I'm with my Lord up above. And if I was Mike Tyson, I would look for a fight. And if I was the king of Rana, we'd be staying up for nine. And if I was the king of rock, I would get stupid dumb. And the rhymes of volumes, I'd be comfortably numb. I had a shotgun. Know what I'd do? Well, I'd that shit straight out the sky and shoot everything on down for you because the bars I'll be soaping. Time is always bright and it comes good work goes unspoken. The music goes all night and it goes. I want a lover, but I can't find the time. For. I want a reason, but I can't find the rhyme. And I want to stop some static, but I can't afford. I get slammed to the ground, I pull out my skateboard. Eh? Nowadays, here as you please, it's dropping protection, it's dropping disease. Laughter, it's free. Anytime, just call me. 439 because if you're down with Bradley's house, Get hip, get hip, don't slip, 
knucklehead spices on me. He's on a series tip, don't believe me, then I'm on my I hear the mountain is sorry decline. Rubble the rhythm and it must be sublime. Kissing your no lover, you can right on time. We got to thing with the fitness in the baseline. Line. Goes a little bit farther and goes a little long there, so I'll, I'll cut it there. But that's the song I would, I would play. What, 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 what song would you play next? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. That, that was awesome. Uh, Am that I the only amazing. one that muted and was singing along? <laughs> No, I, I also muted and sang along and I even, you know, there, when I, when I hear sublime songs or anyone play any sublime songs, like there's little things that I look for and, you know, like, and don't push, like, I want the, I, I want you to point that shit straight at the sky, not just point it straight at, because in the album, he, on the actual album, he doesn't say shit. Uh-huh. Right. He just says he pointed straight at the sky. So, um, yeah, man, you, you, you killed it. That was, that was amazing. Awesome. Thanks, Appreciate it. Appreciate Thanks so it. much, Casey. That was awesome. Love no it. No problem. Well, I mean, I'm so, in my studio and my guitar's right here. I'm like, I'd rather just, I should just play it. That was perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. So, uh, for everybody that's listening, uh, Casey, how can our listeners um, find you and support burritos and the stuff that you've got going on? This is your chance to plug social medias, websites, upcoming shows, where they can buy your t shirts or anything like that, man. Cool. Um, so, we're burritos the band on instagram um you can find us it's burritos the band on facebook as well we are just about to release a a merch site that we're going to donate a portion of the profits to to bradley's house so that site's going to be up soon i think it's going to be burritosmerch.com so we're going to release that pretty soon but really it's just burritos the band on instagram is kind of our hub right now and then um i'm casey p sullivan on instagram I think that's my name. I've changed it a couple of times. That's pretty fancy. KCP Sullivan. P is my middle. It's my middle initial. So KCP Sullivan on Instagram. What is your middle name, Casey? It's Patrick. Oh, Patrick. I knew that. Yeah, I was born um, like three minutes after St. Patrick's Day. Nice. Yep. So, yeah, you can find us there. Um, I'm in and out of the the Bradley's house. Um Facebook group, you know, I'm all, I'm... Uh, Casey's the reason we started that Facebook group, by the way, for anybody who's not heard that story, uh, Casey calls me up and is like, I think we should start a Facebook group. So, um, but we have a page. Why do we need a group? <laughs> He's like, you know, because like, every, you know, when you post stuff on a page, not everybody gets to see it because Facebook wants you to promote and blah, blah, blah. But you have a group, everybody can see it. And I was like, um, Okay, but like I super, I did not get it. I really did not get it. it and right, because blind faith, I'll, I, I trust Casey. So if he says do it, I'm like, okay, I don't know why I'm doing it, but we'll do it. So we started that group, and then boom, it just exploded, and it's turned into this fabulous community. And it's all because of Casey. I don't. It's not all because of me, but I, I did. No. I was a little birdie in your ear. Well, you started the whole thing and made it happen. And our wonderful Jen Armstrong, social media director, does such a great job of welcoming new members every mm-hmm. week and posting mm-hmm. things and and you know just getting the conversation going but it wouldn't exist if it weren't for you case so thank, thank you again you. there is a, your name a, there's a great extended crew with there from really is. to yes. your dad to Yasad, yeah. to jared right. to you know um, everybody there's yeah. a whole working crew and not not everyone gets gets the gets the recognition but, right you know, that's true they, they deserve it it is a team my brother effort. tyson yeah, they're, they're, yeah there's yeah. a big team 
It's, um, Your name sounds like a fancy, thing. fancy law firm. Like the the people that keep sending me letters asking me to pay my cable bill from 1998. Casey Patrick and Sullivan would like Casey you to. Patrick <laughs> Sullivan. I'm almost like <laughs> it. Were, it's fancy. my name. I I, I can't change it. <laughs> Nor should you. Yeah. <laughs> well, Casey, uh, I really could keep you all night and and just talk sublime and and have you keep playing songs, but. Um, unfortunately we all have lives and, and children yeah. and, and things yeah. that are going on. So, um, I, I do have to ask you, uh, one favor and that is that you will absolutely come back on and chat with us sometime in the future. I would love to consider it done. Awesome, man. This is, uh, this has been absolutely incredible. And, uh, I, again, thank you for everything that you're doing and, uh, wishing you and, uh, and the band the best of luck and look forward to getting out to the West Coast and, uh, and seeing burritos. Absolutely. Dream come true for me to be on this podcast with you guys. So thank you so oh, much. And, you're so uh, rad. Thank you, Casey. To, we really appreciate it. Thanks, Kelly. And we're going to try to make it out to Chicago and East Coast. If we can do it, we're going to do it, you know, and it's going to be a, good for everyone if we do. So. We're going to try to make it happen. Right on. Yeah. My, my home, my home is open to burritos. You guys can totally crash on my couch. <laughs> Killer. Killer. Yeah. yeah. The less open, you know the what? better. Fuck <laughs> it. You can have stay my bed. I'll sleep on the couch. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? I'll stay at a hotel. You guys just have the whole place. <laughs> um, leave all your, leave all your sublime YouTube videos open and I'll just be in there late night. Yeah. You know, in the dark right. room. Yeah, just just you just push the lotion and tissues out of the way and just get right. <laughs> uh, this has been uh, it's been awesome, Casey. And uh, and again, I can't thank you enough, man. All right, on. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, Casey. You too. Bye bye. Well, Kelly, I know I say this every single week, every time we get done with another guest, but you certainly did not disappoint our listeners by having Casey come on. I mean. Wow, I literally could have kept him on for hours and just totally geeked out and talked about Sublime all night. Casey's wonderful. I love him. I knew that was going to be a fun show. He's always great to talk with. And uh, you guys had a lot to talk about when it came to Sublime, that's for sure. Yeah. And like I said, anytime I can find somebody who's as big or possibly a bigger Sublime fan than me, uh, it's always a treat to be able to, to share stories and experiences and, uh, just kind of talk about it. So, uh, you know, I can't thank you enough. And, um, I, I imagine the listeners are going to enjoy this, but I know I sure as hell had a great time <laughs> doing it for, for sure. I, I hope they do. It was, it was amazing. And, uh, I also wanted to throw a, uh, a quick shout out to a new friend of ours, um, through social media. Kelly, you did a guest uh, appearance on, uh, Oliver George's podcast. Um, guys had some uh, amazing celebrities, uh, on his show and he had you on as well. I feel a little bad. I feel like I've kind of opened up the floodgates now for you to be on other podcasts because we do this one, but, um, well, you know, I was super fortunate to be asked to be on quite a few podcasts when the um, the House of Bradley Built album came out. And uh, I really just have met some amazing people through that. And Oliver is no exception. It was really fun talking with him. And he had a lot of great questions. And uh, it was a fun conversation. 
Yeah, not just a podcast host. He's a comedian. He's got some cool videos on YouTube, and uh, him and I have had a chance to chat a little bit. So uh, I'll share some links in the group. But if you guys are listening to this, check out Kelly uh, doing a, her appearance on that, and uh, and some of the other stuff that he's got going on. And uh, you know, he's uh, he's really just a, a big supporter of of you and, and the foundation. And he seems uh, he seems really excited about Bradley's house getting opened as well. So. Shout out to, uh, shout out, shout out to him for having you on the show. Um, now guys, as you know, I mention it every single week, uh, on top of giving you guys a little bit of entertainment and a little bit of break from the daily grind, we are doing this show for a reason. And that is to get Bradley's house up and built so we can help other people. And there's a ton of ways that you guys can help out and be a part. You guys can visit the knollfamilyfoundation.org, pick out some awesome merch, get yourself a cool hat, hoodie, t-shirt, whatever it may be, and know that when you purchase this, all of the money goes directly towards getting Bradley's house up and open. And if you've already bought all the merch, or maybe you're just not in a position right now, but you can send a dollar or two, that goes a long way too. Kelly, how can people make some donations? You know, we just got this really cool link tree as you know, sort of catching up to technology here, um, that makes it super easy for people to find all the different ways to donate. And I'm quickly scrolling through my uh, windows here to find it. Oh, I found it. It's linktr.ee slash Noel Foundation. And that will take you to a page that has all the different ways to donate, which makes it super easy. So I don't have to run through all of the different ways. And um, And I do also want to throw out there that, you know, as you mentioned, we're doing this podcast for a reason and that's to raise awareness and money for Bradley's house. So if anybody listening has a business that they would like to advertise on our podcast, we are definitely open to sponsors. The best way would be to send us an email at Bradley's house podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Bradley's house podcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to talk with you if you're interested in being a sponsor. Absolutely. You got a business or an upcoming event and you want to hear Kelly talk all about it and that amazing radio voice that she has, <laughs> then uh, go ahead and, and shoot us an email. Well, it, it's, it's funny, Kelly, because you've got an incredible uh, radio voice. I am told that I've got a radio face. So <laughs> we're kind of a, wait a minute. Yeah, people. That's I, not I very nice. What, what do you mean? That's not a comp. People tell me all the time I got a face for radio. I think that that <laughs> I, that's that's the whole reason I'm doing podcasts. Is that not a good? Is that not a good thing? No, it's a uh, huge compliment. I'm pretty sure it's a huge compliment there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I always thought so too. Um, so. Guys, make sure you check us out. You can find us on Facebook, um, the Bradley House group, uh, all sorts of awesome stuff being shared in there. Just a great community of people. Of course, the Knoll Family Foundation is on all forms of social media as the Knoll Family Foundation. And uh, go ahead and you can hop on there. And there's always cool updates and different things being shared. And you can share stuff with the foundation and in the group. And uh, it's just really a, a neat way to stay stay connected with uh, upcoming events and new stuff that's coming out and just uh, a really cool way to keep us all connected. So mm -hmm. uh, we appreciate everything that you guys are doing without you guys listening, downloading and sharing. We wouldn't be able to continue to do this show and uh, we can't thank you guys enough for, uh, for doing that. And as long as you guys keep enjoying it, 
We're going to keep cranking it out. Kelly's going to set up great guests. We're going to have some fun shows and hopefully give you guys an opportunity to take a load off and, uh, and just kind of enjoy some entertainment for a little bit. However, until next week, I'm Jared Orr. She's Kelly Noel, and we're out of time. You don't have to go home, but it's time to leave Bradley's house. Hey, this is Burritos, and this is going to be Scarlet Begonias for the Bradley's House podcast. One, two, three, four. As I was walking down Robert Dump Square, not a chill through the winter, but a nip to the air. From another direction, she was caught in my eye. Could be an illusion, but I might as well try, might as well try. She had rings on her fingers and bells on her shoes. And I knew without asking, she was into the blues. Was gone at Pagonias, tucked into her girls. I knew right away she was not like other girls, not like other girls. Well, I ain't never been right, as I ain't never been wrong, as heaven works out the way it does in his song. Cause once in a while you can show on the light. Strangest of places if you look at it right Trust the bottom like a bus and then I sold up all my personal property. She tied a tight, tight dress. She was a psychedelic mess. We tour it to the north, south, east, and west. We sold some mushroom tea. We sold some ecstasy. We sold nitro, sophium, acid, derrick, wind, and PCP. And now I hear the police coming after me. I hear the police coming after me. The one scarlet with the flowers in her hair. She's got the police coming after me. Now there ain't nothing wrong with the way she was. Scarlet begonias and a touch of the blues And there ain't nothing wrong with The love that's in her eye Had to learn the art where Just to let it pass by Let it pass by Just let her pass by
Much love to the Noel family and Bradley's house. Peace.